0: And so, can you sit down, I describe this. So, the rock smote the statue, but when you hear the Bible announce, the Bible announces like, 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 is it like dust? It says like dust or what? Like chaff.
1: Like dust. The Bible says, verse 45, Daniel chapter 2, this is the meaning of the vision of the rock cut out of a mountain, but not by
0: human hands. No, but you see, 44, it says, they become like chaff they sm- smorted and it became like chaff. Yeah, the rock it. Verse 44. Yes, verse
1: 44. The Bible says, in the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring
0: okay, them to go end. Okay, va- just go to verse 34. Go but to verse 34. Verse 34,
1: the Bible says, While you were watching, a rock was cut out, but not by human hands. It struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and smashed them. Verse 35, then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were all broken to pieces and became
0: like chaff. Like chaff. Let me explain to you this, because now he says like chaff. Let me explain to you this. Now he says like chaff. But for me, in that vision... Because what the Lord did, he wanted me to get the message and bring to you, right? So, all this is for you, really, right? The prophets of God are already with the Lord. The Lord already announced to them at their calling that, look, from today on, all your sin and all your guilt has been taken away. And not only that, you know they have a glorious body. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a, an eternal body, right? So, so, everything you hear is for you, Literally. But let me explain to you what he wanted me to transmit to you. That in the vision now because there it says like chaff, but in the vision when the rock came in that direction, that rock in this direction and small poof, knocked it like that and it became like chaff you hear. But in the vision what he did, he made that dust to come over me. Whoosh, so I can come and tell you really like chaff, right? But it was finer than the chaff. It was in Swahili, they say jivu. Like jivu, like ash. Very fine. And that rock, you know, is Christ. Hallelujah! Christ Jesus, the Messiah. That is just how powerful the Messiah is. So when you go to Europe and Australia and you see pastors in Nigeria, put and Uganda, put their hands in their pocket uh, like this, preaching. Uh, Jesus Bless us today. Um, Jesus, uh, if you see them preaching like that, you tremble. Because the Lord is mighty, please. Very dreadfully mighty. He is not for fooling around like a, like a brother. Jesus, please bless us today. What, no, 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 no. Necessita reverencia. Because he has so much power. And so, is smote, and then became a mountain, became a huge mountain, a very huge mountain. So, the sides of the mountain out here, which I was looking at, thinking it's a big ocean, it was not. That is the universe, the, the other, whatever galaxies. Cover the whole earth. So, that's why the rapture must take place, because he wants to roll out the prophetic timeline to make a progression, and bring that kingdom Hallelujah. The same Bible promised that the Messiah would come in Isaiah 53. Isaiah chapter 9. He promised the Messiah would come and die on the cross. And the Messiah came and died on the cross. And he has promised that the Messiah would come back. So the Messiah will come back. He will come back. In any case, we are here now. Right? Because to see us operating in the landscape is quite amazing. That Bible promises and come and operate in those stripes, commanding heaven, rain, come, call the cloud, do what? Please, that is serious. The Bible promised somebody and then he appears. Oh. The Messiah will come. In any case, we are here. So the Lord is making progression. So that is the kingdom he wants to bring now. He's saying now you are protected. As we read in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 6 and 10. Now you are protected. Then you are not. And that's why I said, if somebody is going to attack the church from the dominion of darkness and attack the church and overcome, then we have to go back and check the definition. Who are these? In Swahili, they say, Are they the church? Then you find that they are called the tribulation saints. Yeah. And then you find that these ones are called the Old Testament saints. Then you find the church confined in your verse 26. Of Daniel chapter 9. Are we together? And so we need to finish this introduction so we can get started. Time is running out, right? okay i agree that we will have to le- is she saying that we need to go eat what is she saying okay so this is serious so the purpose is to evacuate the church the holy people of god right evacuate them okay we don't have much time just read very fast the book of isaiah 26 19 21 and then after that we're going to enoch genesis 5:24 to evacuate before the judgment.
1: The book of Isaiah chapter
0: 19. Chapter 26, 19, everybody knows that
1: scripture. The Bible says, the book of Isaiah chapter 26, verse 19 to 21. The Bible says, But your dead will live, Lord, their bodies will rise. Let those who dwell in the dust wake up and shout for joy. Your dew is like the dew of the morning. The earth will give birth to her dead.
0: Verse 20 20 is very powerful.
1: Verse 20.
0: Go, my people, enter thou into thy chambers. Shut thy doors about thee. Look, the Lord is about to come out in his wrath to judge the people of the earth for their sins. That is very clean and clear-cut, right? That God, in his mind, in his program, God always protects his people before calamity. That when judgment is coming, he always develops a way to secure his own people. That is the advantage you have over those who are not born again. Shall you then mix the born again with the wicked and crush them together? Never. The righteous judge will not. So that's what he's saying there. He wants to take them away. Read the book of Genesis chapter 5 verse 25. 524 rather.
1: The Bible says the book of Genesis chapter 5 verse 24.
0: He removes Enoch from the, from the sin.
1: Enoch walked faithfully with God then he was no more yes. because God took him away.
0: He removes him from the sin, right? And then Genesis chapter 6, 13 and 14, read for me.
1: The Bible says the book of Genesis chapter 6 verse 13, so God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people for now. the earth is filled with violence because of them. Be- because
0: in Swahili they say, Sasa kukawaka. Yeah, after he moved him, the sasa and the kukawaka. Kukawaka sasa. Right? Now he's coming to destroy the whole earth. He's not small anymore. Right? And then, and, and so forth. And then if you want, you can read Genesis 6:17, which we, I mean 7:16, which we all know. He's instructing Noah to get all his family put in that, let, let's stop there for a moment. Noah is warning them for 120 years to repent and turn away from sin. They are mocking him, right? It sounds more like some storybook. It's not going to happen. They don't believe it will happen, right? But finally, it took place. Finally, it happened. Let's be very careful. And in that entire narrative of the flood, you can see capacity, what God is able to do. You cannot say, ah, shall God kill all these people? Don't fool around. God is able to kill the entire earth and keep only eight people left, my Lord. That is unbelievable. That is absolutely unbelievable. To kill the entire earth and end up with only eight people. Why? I and the Bible says the earth was full. So, don't say to yourself, ah, do you think God can kill? No! He can! He can kill. And so then you have the three groups. You have those who are taken away before judgment, represented by Enoch. And then you have those that perish in the judgment. Unfortunately, they are the unbelievable majority. So that should worry us in terms of numbers. Majoria. Enorme. Majoria enorme. Enormous majority. Unthinkable. And then those who are kept into the boat to pass through the tribulation, preserved in there. It's just unbelievable. So you have your picture there, right there. And so he's saying that he has to roll out the timeline, right? And if you want to read, you can read other things. The book of Genesis 19, real quick
1: chapter 19 verse 22 the bible says but flee flee there quickly because i cannot do anything until you reach there
0: i cannot do anything until you reach there what an awesome god i worship you lord i love you lord you're so mindful of your own he's saying i will not i cannot do anything until you get out of here because i don't want those who have been saved born again, walking salvation, loving Jesus, praising the Lord, testifying Jesus, preaching Him, evangelizing Him, identifying with Him in a dark world. Then at the end, the, the flood of judgment comes sweep them all. Oh no. You can see the mind of the Lord. Right there. And also Luke chapter 17 verses 30 to 32 the Bible is says- a warning right there.
1: The book of Luke chapter 17 verse
0: 30, the Bible says... Begin 26 to 30.
1: Verse 26 to 32.
0: 30 okay. read, read. The Bible says,
1: just as it was in the days of Noah, mm-hmm. so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. Verse 27. People were eating,
0: drinking, marrying, and being Can you given- stop there for a moment? Focus on these things here. Focus, where, why has he removed it? Focus on these things here eating, drinking, marrying, being given into marriage, these things here. Those things. Today, they are not able to prepare for the coming of the Messiah. Today, they are not able to prepare for the coming of the Messiah because number one, they are eating and drinking and then they are going to school and pursue what is called career profession they pursue profession after university when they finish university it's now time to look for a job they look for a job gets a job when you get the job to start to do the job become an expert a specialist do it well right after that hey it's time to think about marriage as you're doing the job they start to get married after marriage it is family oh yeah I'm not able to come because yeah my son's birthday what now family comes in and he's saying that this living of life as usual vida normal is too deadly thank you so much sometimes for zooming me in too, too, too deadly. This, you know very well that if you zoom here, the chest is much better, right? You're not a child in these things. So, he's saying this living of life, normal, is what is taking most people to hell. In fact, to the extent that when you tell them, please, can we be born again and be holy? What will that entail? You have to dress holy, you have to avoid this and that. No, I just want to live a normal life. Eating Drinking, profession, marriage—what? There is no time to think about the coming of the Messiah. That is the warning.
1: Read it very fast. I don't have time. Continue. Verse 27: People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. Verse 28: It was the same. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting
0: That is build. it. Even the days of Lot. You people now pick it right there. Conti, conti, okay. Th- we don't yeah. have much time. Uh, Luke, is it Luke 17,
1: 32? Verse 32, the Bible says, the Bible says verse 32, remember Lot's wife.
0: Remember Senora Lot. One of the shortest verses in the Bible. remember mrs lot we have seen that that is quite a situation that god should speak to people regarding somebody that failed to enter is the one god raises as a warning so you pick that and prepare we don't have much time really so we know very well that when the lord now sends me to make this announcement about the rapture the coming of the messiah the kingdom of god we now know too well That the purpose is to awaken you now and take your salvation much more seriously. You understand now? Okay, somebody's running, running around. I think your running is going to come to a stop. I don't know who the name of that person is, Macharia, but tell her that her running must come to an end. I don't even know her. Are you part of the kericho? Huh? Okay, then I don't want to see you running around here. I am very busy, it's full here. I've not even begun today's glorification. So, hallelujah. And so, that you may take your salvation more seriously and now be holy. Hebrews chapter 12, 14. Real quick, running.
1: The Bible says, the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14, the Bible says,
0: make every make effort every... to be in peace with all men and to be holy. For without holiness, no one will see the Lord. That's very simple. I don't have to go through the politics that she's putting us through. So, and then Matthew 25 10 to 13. The These are now the lessons that come out on this introduction before I handle the glorification of the church. Just the looking at the prophetic timeline of God, then you understand what the Lord is saying.
1: The Bible says, Matthew chapter 25, verse 10 to 14 to 13. But while they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Verse 11, later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. Verse 12, but he replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. Verse 13, therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour.
0: So, the two most important items there, the door will be shut by none other than the Lord himself. The door will be shut. And then number two, keep watch. Because you don't know when the day comes. Now, l- let me just handle that quickly before we get started today. We, remember, we have not begun. We have not begun at all. Are we together? Yeah, because now, but every day we never begin, right? So we have not begun. Yeah, because I need to handle glorification and then the pulpit. Now, if you read with me the book of Luke chapter 12, I am the one reading. Luca 12, versículo 35 al 40. Luca 12, Luke chapter 12, versículo 35 al 40. He says, again, Luke chapter 12, 35 to 40, I'm reading. He says, "Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning." And then, what he what means by this is that in those days you would have to tuck in your clothes and so forth, prepare yourself. All those robes you have to tuck in, tie it, pull the long side, tie with the belt. Get ready to work. Fold the sleeves, pull the, the robes. Be dressed, ready for service. Keep your lamps burning, like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. If I were you, I don't know whether North Carolina has people there for her or not. She's gazing on me too much. She's not writing a thing. I think the whole church in North Carolina will go to hell then. She's not writing for them. Okay, so, again, yeah, he's saying here, the, the key word is those. If you look at the word those, you underline it. Those. He's saying, again here, it will be good for those servants, those, aqueo, in espanol. Aqueo. Aqueos. No toto. Solomon Aqueos. Did you see that? Solomon una party, yeah, una party. So that is very serious. It will be good for those, those servants. And so the first thing that you see here, he says that all of us, when we become born again, we are servants of Christ. When we become born again, we are all servants of Christ. That's the first thing he's saying here. And then number two, he's saying that the church is divided into two groups. They are those true servants and the fake servants. That is serious. That the church has two types of Christians the true Christians and the fake Christians. That is serious. Because he's saying here that it will be good for those, meaning that part. Those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. He says, truly I tell you, he will dress himself to serve. And will have them recline at the table of the wedding supper of the Lamb of God in heaven. He wants to recompense them. What is he recompensing? He's recompensing waiting, preparedness, only that. Only that. He's saying the true definition of Christianity is that the moment you are born again, you start to wait for Jesus. But the church in this generation did not wait for Jesus. They have not started. They have refused to wait for Jesus. He gives a true definition of Christianity, Biblical Christianity the true people who are called true Christians, the day you receive the Lord is the day he says, you must start waiting for Jesus. No wonder the church in Thessalon- Thessaloniki, Thessalonian church, no wonder just three weeks, Paul took only three weeks to plant that church. Solamente tres semanas, el tomar tres semanas, para plantar esta iglesia, Esta iglesia, that church. Only three weeks, he told them quickly the doctrine of sin, doctrine of separation, doctrine of sin and consequence, doctrine of the Holy Spirit, doctrine of, the whole, of, of righteousness, the doctrine, he told them all, and then he taught them eschatology. Eschatology. The end time, the coming of the Messiah. But when he finished like this and left, they began to wait for the Messiah right away. right away. They began to, that's why if you read the narrative of the scripture that defines the cascade of the rapture, First Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 to 18 he says, nosotros, 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 we in, in Portuguese they say nos, 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 nosotros, he said we, we who are still alive, the Lord will take them but we, they expected the rapture to happen then, in the first century that is amazing some of them gave up their homes gave away their homes and they packed a small bag and they went to some field they started just worshiping waiting for jesus i that the true biblical definition of biblical christianity proper la verdad, the true biblical definition of biblical christianity is that immediately they are born again they are waiting for jesus Hi. Este cosa muy, muy serious. Mucho serious in Portuguese. This is serious. That is where Iglesia Lurita, Kibocado, made the mistake. They thought that when you are born again, you can't live your normal life. You go back and live it. No. He's saying that he will reward the true Christians. Because those are chaos. Those that prepare it will be good for them that when the master comes, finds them ready waiting for him. So Jesus told us to wait for him. John chapter 14, he says, I'm going to the father's house to prepare a place for you. When I go, I'll come back. Meaning, you start waiting for me, I'm coming back. Oh yes. So there is a problem in this generation. The Christians are not waiting for Jesus. In fact, if you look at the behavior of the church, the Christians now, they're behaving as though Jesus is not coming back anymore. That's why the Lord sent us. And that's why I said, when we announced to you the coming of the Messiah with power, whereby when I'm preaching here, right away, urine continence in the most sophisticated country with the top medical care called China, boom, instant! Announcing with power that you may now begin to prepare to correct the mistake. To correct the mistake. That's why these miracles take place. That you may correct the mistake and now start waiting. In other words, God loves your heart and your soul so much. He has to do these miracles in the conference to convince you to change course. That is serious. Aye. And so he's saying, in Esther Scriptura, in this Luke chapter 12, 35 to 40, he's already defining to you the true meaning and definition of Biblical Christianity. And he's saying, even when the Messiah says, I'll come to recompense, he's telling you what exactly the Messiah will recompense. He will reward waiting. Waiting. He will not reward anything else. He says, it will be good for those servants whom the master finds waiting. He divides the church into those parties, two parts. He says the true church are those who start to wait for Jesus. Let's read what he says about the other one, because I don't have time. This is not our message tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Luke chapter 12, right? He says he's here, he says, it's unfortunate that the present day church is not waiting for Christ. That is very sad. Muy, muy triste, Very sad. That the present day church is not waiting for Christ. When I say so, I feel like my tears should flow. For what he paid on the cross for what he paid with his own life. In other words, when heaven looks at Christ, okay, let me show you this. One time, the three of them decided to walk into where I was. The three three of them decided to walk into where I was. In fact, where I was sleeping. The three, the father, the son, God the Holy Spirit. Now, just, just listen, please. And so, now look at this. I could see the door was closed. The door was closed. But I could see the cloud glowing. This cloud of glory that I called glowing in the hallway. The house had a hallway. Glowing and radiant. And you know, with me, now what they will do, they will show me a little bit, some more things, like I can see. Uh, um, you, you know that I, I I I talk to the Ancient of Days, right? You know that very well, right? Yes, I meet him and speak with him, yes. So, you can, I could see, you know, some things, you know. And then, look at this now, and we are going to handle this today, but now, after the hallway was full of the cloud, but radiant. glory. I was asleep, but now I could see. Look at this now. Then now, the Messiah is the one that stepped forward. And look. He stood at the door. What a gentleman. He did not enter. At What a gentleman. At the door. Look at this now. When he stood at the door, then he took, okay, the, the door has door, but for for him, because of the glorious body we are going to discuss today, operates in several dimensions, okay? Only special people from China, from Russia, who are trained, and Caltech, I think that's California Institute of Technology, and Technion, who are trained in a certain way of space, and physics, mathematics, and nuclear, I mean, and science, and uh, space science, only them can understand what I'm going to say. I'm I'm saying operating in that space whereby someone operates in multi-dimension. There is a door but he comes through. You understand? We're going to discuss these things today. So now when he's here at the door, then he took his left hand and he placed like this. And he was very sure that I'm looking at the left hand. And so, I could see the nail pierce. And there are things that shocked me there, of course. And then I could see also the design of the garment. Everybody's on me right now. The design, these are now secrets of eternity. The design of the garment, his golden garment. And then, look, there is this V-like design here. Like this. And then, on this part, is like embroidered, shiny diamond-like gold. This part is now decorated with shiny ones. Shiny, shiny, shiny like diamond now. Shiny. And then, because of, as I was looking, as I was looking, I thought, when he put his hand, also polvo, the dust of gold poured on the wall. I thought so. It was not. It was not a dust of gold. When I checked very carefully, when he moved his hand, is when I was able to know, oh, it's not a dust of gold. It is very fine strings of gold. When you hear the hem of his garment, that's a serious thing. Fine strings of gold, very fine strings of gold, they all end at the same level. That's what I was seeing, the golden. I thought go, when he has poured also gold on the on the wall. And the radiance of the glory of that wall, of course, is unbelievable, right? But look at this now. So the fine strings—can you wait for me, my daughter from Netherlands, so she follows in front of you, Doctor Professor, in front of you. Thank you. So the, the fine strings of gold. Look at this now. They reach same level, same level. Fine, fine strings. I noticed at the end there is fine balls of gold, very fine, at the end of each string. That's what, and then, when, when he moved, then I saw them. That's when I realized it was not gold. They were moving together. His garment. When he put his left hand. Hallelujah. And so that is serious. For me, what struck me, of course, after that, then now, the father placed the rod of God and then uh, took me to Israel. So where the first baptism took place, it was not in the Jordan, the first one. And the original water, more than 2,000 years old inside there, which was to be discovered, which I announced and was discovered. You see that? And the drawings of the beheaded head of John, and all that. So, and many other things. That's a very complicated vision there. But, look at this now. When I woke up, the thing that really struck me is why was the nail pier still wet? still unhealed we're going to handle that today in the message I'm bringing why was the nail pier still unhealed so that struck me when when I woke up but okay the father in that same vision now the father himself put on the wall something like a plexi plastic and he wrote Isaiah 43 verse 11 and verse 1 and the way the father writes scripture is amazing yes very powerful verse 11 verse 1 so that that's now what he has left you with he knows you're going to open and read it right then you saw that verse 11 he was actually introducing himself i even i am the lord and apart from me there is no savior and then verse 1 he says now he who created you israel he who formed you oh jacob i have called you have summoned you by name fear not your mind whatever so f- the instruction on the mission is in verse 1 right But verse 11 was introduction. And you have to read it in that order. In that order. In that order. So there is no sleeping here. There's no sleeping. Okay. That's why I never eat breakfast. I don't. (laughs) Lunch, of course, I never eat. (laughs) Oh, yes. But now, That is serious. He's saying that we may never understand the price he paid in this life. I know today I'm going to handle the vision of glorification and the message on glorification. And in there, you'll see me looking at the glorious body that is promising you. And you'll find that no wonder it was not bleeding. Because that glorious body has no blood. Does not have a circulatory system. We, we're going to see deep, once I start today, you're going to see deep things today. Yeah. We have not begun. I don't know I'm just going around to get you on the same page. This is serious. Very serious, finally. Right? And Kenya is always benefiting all the time. This is for people abroad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hallelujah. But let us continue. Let me just finish up with the book of Luke 12. 35 to 40 Because if you look at even the subtitle, the subtitle says watchfulness. If the day and the hour is not known, then for sure the purpose of that imminency of his return is that it may change the way you live. You should be living every day looking out for him. Right? But the church has not done that. But you people are now enlightened. You can prepare. The God God of heaven is giving you people eternal life. Right? On a silver platter or on a golden platter? (laughs) Oh, you say gold. You say oro. Golden. Wow. (laughs) Very serious. This is it. He says... That biblical Christianity is being defined in our eyes here. That biblical Christianity is the waiting for Jesus. That every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year, you are waiting for Jesus as though any minute, any second he can come. And you cannot miss that They Wait until you see the waiting, the tipo, the esperar, the tipo, the type of waiting I will give you here when we start on glorification. He says, anxiosamente. With anxiety. Meaning, if I miss this, I'm in trouble. Is the church doing that? Absolutely not. That's why we are here, right? But he says here, so he it says, Truly I tell you, he will dress himself to serve them, to have them recline at the table and he will come and serve them, wait on them. Meaning, they have now turned away, they have turned around, because of the waiting he wants to recompense and reward, he has turned them from servant to lord's, because of waiting my lord. He wants to serve them as though they are lord's. He wants to serve them like kings. That is unbelievable. How the Lord values and treasures waiting. Waiting for him. Meaning you did not forget him. You did not become deluded by the busyness, the hustle and bustle of life in the U.S. Many vehicles, aircraft, highways, what? Telephone companies are calling you. Publicity is busy. Of Kenya, also, is too busy here. The phones are ringing all the time. Uh, the, the texts are entering. Advertisement. If they are not sending you advertisement, the telephone company is sending you, alerting you. We, were, we, you have completed one month. We congratulate you. They are doing things. It is too busy. And that's why if he finds somebody that despite that busyness was waiting for him, he says, this is the manera. This is the manner in which he's going to recompense them. Whereby he's going to take them into heaven, put them into the wedding supper of the Lamb, wedding feast, and he will serve them there. Hallelujah. And so, for me, listen, will you wait and see what he says? So we can understand better. He says, it will be good for those servants. Again, the word is those. Those servants whose master finds them ready when even if he comes in the second watch or in the third watch. Jesus gave the secret right there about the time when he will come. He said he's not coming in the first watch yeah he's coming tardy he will delay why does he tarry? to give people a chance to repent if jesus had come in the first watch you would not have had the opportunity of being born physically created but because he did not come in the first watch And he delayed to come. You were born and now you are alive and you are given a chance to receive Jesus and given a chance now also for eternity. Eternity. Do you understand? That is serious. He's saying that he tarries the Lord for the Lord a day is like a thousand years. A thousand years like one day. He tarries his coming. He is long-suffering. Why? Because he does not want people to perish. He wants people to be born again, to come to the knowledge of Christ and receive Christ. Hallelujah. And that's why you are here. But most importantly, as I wanted to say, he defines two two congregations in one church. He actually defines the true Christians and the fake Christians Christian, the false, Christianos falso. He defines Christianos de verdad, de verdad. Christianos de verdad con Christianos falso. He defines both of them here. The true Christians and the false ones. So he says that he is not coming back in the first watch. You can see it in your Bible. He's coming the second or third watch. But if you look at the time we are in, it is late now. Time has gone, right? So you can figure out that we need to be ready, ready, ready. You people need to be ready. That's why we are here to serve you, right? Hallelujah. And he goes on to say the following. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known the hour at which the thief was coming, he would not have left his house, broken into, verse 40. You also must be ready, because you do not know, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you least expect. That is serious. That is very serious. At an hour when you least expect. He said, you also be ready. In other words, the imminency of Christ's return is there. Meaning, any minute. And the purpose is simple. To change the way we live on the earth today. Today, hoy, hoy, hoy. That you may now start living, looking up, expecting the Messiah. Because you don't want to ever slide into the tribulation or into hell. And that's why later I'm going to talk about the quality of that waiting. The quality of waiting. Do you remember the pool at Bethesda where they used to put so many cripples? The pool where they, they used to lay many cripples. There was a cripple there that was laid there for 38 years. And every time he wants to go, you, you know, the Lord was ministering through angels. He does today also, but mostly at that time. So, there was an angel that came and stirred the water. So, this guy was always longing to go there. But before he gets there, someone has gotten there. So crippled, you can imagine. Look at this now. The Messiah comes and jumps over some cripples and lifts him up. That is serious. The, the quality of waiting with grieving, with pain, cannot wait. In Spanish, anxieties, waiting and distressed waiting. Distressed. Are we together? This is serious. So we're going to look at that today. But I was just saying that uh, that was one good way to greet you people today as we get started, right? So I want us to begin now. I want us to begin the service now, right? I want us to begin the service. So you can see that the Lord is good, right? It's very good. I want us to begin this service tonight. And uh, that you may understand that the Lord is coming. We need to prepare. So now, now, I'm going to describe a vision here. And then we can get started. Wow, it's work in in hebrew they say kashem is a it's a heavy work kashem eod. hallelujah but we enjoy it because when you guys go weaponized like this you'll do exploits for the lord your nations will enter right that is the purpose <laughs> hallelujah because in here a miracle has happened two miracles china blind eyes has opened and uh, one right on you here right on you here right so very powerful very very powerful so can I describe the vision of the Lord now so that we may get started now I was preaching at this place this red carpet here this is where the altar normally is the pulpit the cameras are normal here all this is normally cameras and the light these lighting systems this is the studio B so, the IT people, broadcast team are always here. And then there are seats always that are over here. The senior bishops always sit here. So, I was preaching there live globally. After I finished the preaching, it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. I was so tired. So, I took a short break and went to the gazebo. After that, we normally go to the gazebo. So, the bishops followed me there. And this seat is always there. This seat. So, when I sat, the bishops know this, because two days ago I was doing that. When I sat there, I was so tired, so I fell asleep. I fell asleep. The bishops were sitting there. And when I fell asleep, just about 12 meters away from me like this, the glory of the lord and then by voice he said go tell these people that when the rapture takes place they will have bodies like mine audibly thank you for clapping for him what a mighty king So thank you thank you thank you my daughter so now go tell these people the glory now of the lord is there go tell these people that when the rapture takes place they will have bodies like mine but i'm seeing glory there his body meaning glorious right and then about a meter off the ground in the air his finger glorious finger appears and he writes first john chapter three